My name is Bo McKellar, and you're watching the FanView Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition, FanView Podcast. Y'all already know what it is. I'm that boy, Fred. She sports back here. Got another special guest, she sports. No doubt. The wall is legend. No doubt. Thought he in the building. It's good to get somebody on in, on this podcast that that's from my era. From my era. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Get somebody, get somebody from my era, man. Uh, Bo McCalla, man, you know, one of the best basketball players I've ever seen in Louisiana High School. Um, Facts. I don't know Facts. if you remember this, Bo, but uh, my first time playing against you was in a typical high Thanksgiving tournament. We beat y'all. I played, I played at HL Bourgeois. We beat y'all. But you had like 48. Of course, we know you didn't stop. <laughs> you stopped in order, Lee G. You remember that? We played in the playoffs, huh? No, not in the playoffs. We played in the playoffs my senior year. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You graduated with three, huh? Yeah, we played in the playoffs my Mm-mm. senior year. Mm-mm. Now, H.L. Bourgeois. Yes, we did. First we one. played, we, my senior year, we played ball. Where did you go? Oh, three. Yeah, we played y'all in the Thanksgiving tournament at Tipper High. And we played y'all in the same Martinsville tournament my junior year. Okay. Yeah, Milton was catching Alice all over the place. You know what I'm saying? I remember, I remember. Yeah, yeah, you had like 40 some a game in both of them terms. It was crazy. Crazy. Oh, um, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as a kid, man, you don't forget those things, man. People that you went against that. That left a mark on you and and, and and had a big impact on high school basketball like you did. Correct. You know what I mean? Um growing up in the Fisher Project, bro, um and out of the city of New Orleans, going to Oprah Walker, um, like kind of like proving all the doubters wrong because you're not the biggest. Um, you wasn't somebody that just was imposing, but bro, you was a bucket. Um you all you was did a good job getting to your spots. You was a competitor. Um anybody I talked to from when they that played Louisiana High School basketball or coached it. Your name always coming up when we talking about the historians and, and some of the best to ever come through the state. Uh, but we always like to start our podcast all talking about our, you know, y'all journey, man. You know, take me back growing up in the Fisher Project with the ball in your hand and 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 you and Milton looking looked at as, as as Jordan and Scotty coming up through middle school and stuff <laughs> like that, man. And, and how you became the player you was at UNO, then going overseas and getting all the accolades that you did. Right, right, all right. Well, see, I, I grew up in the Fisher Project. I mean, as y'all know. Right. Yep. I started off playing football. Football was my natural sport. I was forced to play basketball. When you say forced, what you mean by it? I was forced to play basketball. You want me to tell them now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'll tell it. So when I got the, uh, when I got the walk, Frank was there. Frank was there. Frank, Frank was there. Yep. I was, uh, was Buster there at the time too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a freshman, man. I went to go try out football. And, uh, First, they called me to the office. They got arrested. We come to the office. I go to the office, and the person who the coach, same person who coached my daddy had when he played at Lane. Mm. So he was like, he was like, you ain't playing no football. You won't play football. You gotta go to another school. And I had just had the, I had just left St. Paul with every foot. Then, damn. Yeah, I had just agreed with the, uh, the coach at Walker. He was gonna come get me and all that. From school, mm-hmm. make sure I get home so I can play. Walking with the high school at that time for football, especially with Frank. Yeah, yep, yep. And all that had just happened. And I was like, I'm just going to play basketball. 
And that's how the rest of the world came about. Damn. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as you know, like me and you, we we met. We knew each other. We didn't really know each other, but I started off playing at McDonald's Park. Mm-hmm. He started off at Fox Park. Right. And it was McDonald's Park in the area of the Fox was in the project. Correct. And we was rivals. Right? We were the best players on our team. So it's crazy. One day, we were somewhere. He was like, man, I'm about to tell my mom. I'm about to come live with y'all. Like, next day, he was staying with us. We just, just been through it ever since. Wow. Like, so, so coming up through, through the middle school, and then once you got the walker, when did you start understanding, like, I can go play this this game for free when I get to college? I never, like, I never really took, I knew I was good, but I never really knew, I really, never really knew what it takes, you know, to, to make it. So, make it. just going through the motions, playing at Project League, working out, doing this, doing that. Right. But it went until I got to college, because I got a bad attitude when I was young. And once I got to college, I had a coach that played the NBA, and you would know, and he was like, if you don't take this shit serious, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna do nothing with it. Right. I mean, and, you know, he started being hard on me, and I started understanding, I started taking it serious. And ever since that, I mean, everything's been, you know, everything started to fall in the right track. Man, I remember when you were in high school, man. I was at Hayes at the time. And your name always came up. Um, I, I hung around a lot of basketball players, Jason Williams, Brian Alexander. Money, Deshaun Jordan, I can name a bunch of guys in that era in time, man. But Joe name kept coming up as being one of the guys that's best, like best in the state. Every time we talked about a, a guard, man, man, you can't guard both of them. You can't guard both will drop 40, both will drop 50. I mean, your name was just a breed. We talked about high school basketball in this area, man. especially in this New Orleans area, this Jefferson Parish area and basketball throughout the state. Your name just kept rising. I mean, your name is so popular to him. At the time, we thought you could just go to any school you want. Right, growing up, we thought guys like Hollis Price went to home and stuff like yeah, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Chris Duhon going to Duke. And you was regarded as just as good as them. Yeah, Tori Wright, going to LSU. Going to LSU. You was regarded as just as great as them. Yeah, coming LSU. They recruited me. I was in eighth grade to start. When I got to the city, they stopped. Mm. Mm. So when we played LSU, <laughs> I took it personal. Right. The LSU got 37 at LSU on the guy that they recruited. They recruited. So that summer, we had a game against uh, an LLU league game. We was playing against, we was playing against Quans. Quans. Mm. I, I had a good game, but I didn't know. Tom Brady and what's his name? Butch was in the gym. Mm-hmm. So I walk out the gym. They got a duffel bag for the money. And they got the... I guess the standard band they give everybody, mm-hmm. they was like, what you gonna do? I said, y'all, you know, y'all started recruiting, so fuck yeah. Damn. And I kept walking. And you get, y'all, y'all know Pern? Pern, no. No, I Pern and Brian, man, y'all know Pern. I'm here OG. Mm-hmm. Y'all know. He looked at me, he said, you serious? I said, yeah. I said, man, let's start recruiting, fuck yeah. So, take, all right, so take me back to your recruiting in high school. Right. Because, it's mixed stories back then. Back then. You know, that was 20 years ago. Right. right. But tell us, and, 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 and the people that's watching this podcast, how did you get in the bed? You ain't know why Why didn't the big schools come call? Well, in, in high school, I didn't, you know, they weren't like it is now. Like, I didn't I didn't have the, uh, the privilege to play at AAU. Right. I don't know if it was because I was from the West Bank or what. Right. I didn't have the privilege to play at EYB or all that type right. of stuff. I didn't play none of that. Right. 
we just went to, you know, we were going to Florida or we were going to, we were going to Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, something like that, like local tournaments. So it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of like, you know, middle-level schools. Middle-level schools. It was a lot of middle-level schools. But, uh, like, after when the season started, like Walker, like, people started to really see me. So they had all, you know, uh, I was young and I used to listen to dumb shit. I had a visit to Ole Miss, but I never went because I let somebody tell me all the information and all that. I was not. Right. So I didn't go at all. The only visit I took was Oklahoma State. I was supposed to go there, but on, uh, on signing day, I never got, uh, I never got the call. So, you know, I'm crying. I go home, I'm mad. <clears throat> I go inside. They got, you know, they got three white dudes in my living room. So I asked my mom, I'm like, mom, where's these dudes? The one dude get up, he was like, you know, I mean, my retirement head coach from the University of Ireland. I'm like, you know, what the fuck is that? Exactly. <laughs> Real talk. Like, we didn't think never knew, we knew, never knew they had a basketball school right. growing up here. Like, right. like, we knew of you and know, we knew of Sundo. But basketball and soul shaking too, never existed out here. It just never made the connection. Yeah, and then, you know, like, next day I was there, I was there, you know, that's, that's how I got there. So, before you walked back into your mama's house, you had no plans? No. Like, I had everything baked on going to Oklahoma State because that was, you know, that's, that's who I grew That's where Eddie Sunday was down. Yeah. So they were recruiting you, and then leading up to someone you were supposed to sign, they just disappeared. They, they were supposed to sign me, disappeared. Wow. Damn. Hey, I ain't gonna say dead. Glenn Sibri disappeared. And he from New Orleans. He's yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. He's in New Orleans. So he was, yeah. That was around the time when uh, they had Lucas. Yeah. I went up when I went on the ground, the ground twin, yeah, the ground twin, 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 the the ground twin, the ground twin, the ground twin, the ground twin, the when you was with the car, huh? Yeah. 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 I still I still had a chance to go to do all those schools. Like after the hurricane, I'm driving home. Mm-hmm. Not driving home, because I slept through the hurricane. <laughs> so me and my mom, we driving through everything trying to get to Texas. Because you only know that set something up for us to go to school in Texas. Right. Or uh, Tyler campus. So Coach K, all the coaches calling my phone. Like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? I said. And I think it was the best thing for me because I think if I would have did something else, probably would have been different. So the time you're living in now with the transfer portal and everything, you think you still would have been that loyal to you and in the, in the time you're living in now? Yeah. Why is that? It's just, that's just how I am. So that's just the type of person, I've never seen you all. Person, person who recruited you, I'm gonna stay with you. I ain't the things that devastate that go wrong. They, they didn't recruit me, but then you're right, you didn't, they didn't show me. They they showed home. Me I was home, I was there, playing for my family. They gave me like 20 30 tickets a day. The, the game was packed, it felt like I was at Walker all over again. So, <laughs> so why would I? Why would I pass that? I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I went to a few of your games in college because again, I followed you mm-hmm. at that time, like you was just that guy, like you know. Duhon went to Selman. That was a North Shore thing. You know what I mean? Hollis was like a couple of years before. would be like, ah. Yeah. But your era was like 03. It was like, man, he 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 liked that. 
Like you got to catch a couple of UNO games. You got to go stop by and come see it. It's just like, wow. It's, it's just amazing. And you put up numbers at UNO. All-time leading score. All-time leading score that you know. In the Sun Belt, too. Yep. Yep. Player of the year. Player of the year. Uh, so, so t- let's fast forward a little bit, boo. So, you you know, you have a hell of a career at UNO. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, now. And I, I had four coaches in four years at UNO. Four different coaches. I ain't even realized this. Yeah. You never had Tim Floyd, did you have? Nah. I had Monty Tau. I had Joe Passanac. Mm-hmm. Buzz Williams. Buzz Williams was at UNO? He coached me when I got player of the year. Man, I never <laughs> knew Buzz Williams was at UNO, bro. Boy, yeah. this is crazy. He coached me. I got player of the year. That's what his and connection is to the city, to, the, to Louisiana. Man, he got out of that, yeah. Because uh-huh. he stayed coming to get them kids from the city, dog. Always. Yeah. He in Texas ain't no racking up with the racking boys up. from the city. Racking up. <laughs> in yeah. Louisiana, period. But uh, let's fast forward a little bit, man. After your college career in, what's your thought process? Do you... Are you hearing from agents? Are you hearing from people that saying that you got a shot at the league? You don't have the shot at the league? What is the scouting sports saying? Mm-hmm. Like, take me through that. Hey. And you know, like the the workouts. I mean, I wish I knew now what I I, I wish I knew back then what I knew now. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like you go work out for this team, that team, you might not make it, but you know that's it's a privilege to, to be able to work out for those teams. Right. And I realized that they they pick good players to go against the players that they pick. There's not nothing against you. Right. And, like, it, you know, that NBA, it, it was tough because, like, all my years at UNO, I never played my natural position. I never played point guard. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what kind of messed me up with the NBA. I never played my natural position. They didn't think you could run played, a team. Yeah, because I never played my natural position because everybody, they used me to score because you I just scored so good. You scored so good. Yeah. And, like, like I told you earlier, I went to overseas that I learned how to put all that shit together. So, how many teams you worked out for? I worked out. Left? I worked out for for. Uh, I worked out for about twenty teams. Damn. Yeah, yeah every day, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, maybe off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like that's how I go. So I was talking to Jalen Cook. He uh, he had the club for the drive when he was at, at, Tulane, at Tulane, and he had. To, I think he said he had to work out with the Pacers, the Nets, and the Knicks, mm-hmm. and it was all like back to back to back to back. And he and he told me. That the workout was 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 pretty brutal because it's like they're trying to make you tired. It's like they they trying to get you to tap out. What's your, what was your experience working out for all them teams? Well, here in line, like you know, like like they say, it's levels to sit. In college, you think you're in shape, but them NBA workout they're different. Like it's a diff, it's it's a different type of shape. If you're in really good shape, you can get through it. Like you know, it feel we feel like they're doing us that because we're not in the shape we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's why we feel that way. But it's it's not it's not that way. It's just it's just different. That's why it's the NBA. It's just different. It's and no, and you had anybody you had you didn't have anybody to mentor you and say, look, when you go work out, this is what you got to expect. This is what you need to do. Like you didn't have anybody to kind of yeah. My age, you know, the only person I had for that was my age. He used to tell me, you know, little little, little things to do, but. I just play how I play. Like, I don't really listen right. to nobody. I just play how I play and right. live with, you know, live with, with the results. And I think sometimes what could be a confusion could be is that when you're going to work out for teams, you're going to work out. They're not there to evaluate your play. Mm-hmm. They're going to see how you work out. And part of the workout is to push your body to a certain limit, not necessarily see your game. You know what I mean? Like, when you, see, you can see your game in a pickup on a three-on-three or a five-on-five, but when you're working out, you're working out. And a lot of times, maybe when you're a college kid, you working out, but but the team see is your game. Mm-hmm. 
they're not really all the time there watching you work out or watching you practice. But when you go to a workout, they're here to push your body limits. And sometimes you didn't push your body limits while being a college player. Sometimes that could be the confusion in the two. But what they really do is they they try to see – they know what you can do, but they try to see where the guy they drafted at, where he at compared to you. Mm. You. Mm. Yeah, that's what I figured out mm-hmm. as I got older. Wow. That's what I figured out as I got older. They already knew they were going to take this guy. We know this guy good. But we know this guy going to go at him. Now we're going to see where he, trying he to, at. He got a point to Yeah, we're going to see where he at. Because all my workouts, I, I worked out against Rondo, like Pargo, like all the top point guards. I worked out against all of them. Gennaro Pargo at the time. Not the little brother, but the – No, uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeremy. I against him overseas too. I worked out against all the – all, I broke, all the point guards I worked out against got drafted. Wow. And Jeremy went to a Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. So you you went into preseason or training camp with the Kings, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about that experience. And who I can so who was on the Kings team at that time? That, was that yeah. around the time when Bobby Jackson and all was? Nah, there? that's the year uh, they, they drafted Singletary. Singletary. Sean Singletary Sean. played at Virginia. Okay. Okay. Sean played at Virginia, yeah. I don't like to talk about people, but one the guy on their team, uh, what's his name? Francisco Garcia. Uh-huh. From Louisville. Louisville. He come up to me, he walk up to me, he don't know me. He was like, You gonna make this team. Like when I tell you the dude couldn't bring the ball up half court against me, but they already knew who they had. They just yeah. wanted to see. And Francisco yeah. was a six foot seven, something like yeah. that. He, he was like yeah. he was like a guard. He was like a guard guard. He wasn't like no point guard, but he wasn't no two guard, but he was yeah. he knew how to play guard. Yeah. yeah, but he ain't you know like it was Training camp is for like the people trying to get on the people they drafted. Mm-hmm. Like he was just he was just sitting there watching, and he was like, "Man, you gonna make this team?" But we get the you know, I'm, so that make me confident. We get to Vegas, five game pass. I ain't get no minutes, so I, I call my ears. I'm like, "Man, I'm going home." He was like, "No," who like you know just be professional, you know, blah blah blah, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So the next game, they played me like six or seven minutes, and I got like ten. 10 points in six or seven minutes. <laughs> and that night, my agent called me, said, I got a job for you in Turkey for good money. And I, and I was like, I'm going to take it. And that's how I got overseas. That's how you got to the EuroLeague. Yeah, that's that's how I got it. No, I, I got the EuroLeague my second year. Second year. My first year, I played once a week. Now, that takes me back. That takes me to my <laughs> next point. People don't understand. I know, I know cats that then went overseas, bro. And then get to the Euro League to like year five, year, year five, six, six. <laughs> some year eight, year nine. You got to the Euro League in year, year two. two. Year two. Uh, talk about that, man, and, and and explain to the viewers, bro, how tough it is in that Euro League. Oh, it's tough. Like getting to the Euro League is like getting to the NBA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And they got pro, and like real pros, pros over there. Yeah, real pros. Oh, you you see what's going on now? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> all that all that former top NBA players, all of them signed overseas mm-hmm. for this year. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's – the Euro League is just different. Like, you know, like in the NBA, they don't really play hard to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Correct. But in over, uh, overseas, Euro League, it's a possession-by-possession possession game. Every possession count. Right. And then on top of that, you got a guy sitting to paint the whole game. They don't got that three-second yep. shit. Yep. Yep. The spacing gotta, is different. Yeah, you got yeah. – yeah. Yeah, you got a guy sitting in the paint the whole game. And then you got fans – you might you had a away game, right? Mm-hmm. You got f- fans in the shooting flares, fire everything in the gym. No real shit. Wow, real shit. How did you get adjusted to the culture 
uh, the language barrier, the user tra translator, like. Man, you, you ain't no Google projects, bro. Yeah, ain't no Google Translate then. <laughs> nah, like I mean, I knew I wanted to play basketball, so I ain't let all that, all that other stuff play into what I was trying to do. Like they gonna make sure you got at least one dude that that can translate. He might not. He ain't gonna tell you what the coach saying, or he ain't gonna tell the coach what you saying. But I use it as if I don't know what they what's going on. It's better for me. <laughs> no. No, seriously. This, this sounds like the scene in Love and Basketball. No, if I don't, if I don't know what the coach saying, because you know, like some players, if they fuck, if they mess up or whatever, they yeah. look at the coach. He's yeah. cursing. He's doing this. He's doing that. It might have something to do with his play. But if you don't know what the, the coach, coach saying, saying you keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Then it's times you trying to explain stuff through the translator, but the translator telling him a whole different thing because you got teammates telling him, "Hey, he lying. He lying." <laughs> Yeah, for real. That's an adjustment. Yeah. That's an adjustment. But at the end of the day, you there for basketball, so I wasn't worried about none of that. You were just hooping. Yeah, basically, yeah. If they tell us run a play, if I see something, I'm gone. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. And and look, dog, I got I got a couple partners, bro, that, that went overseas. They might have they might have did like a year or two. Right, and they back home, and they just working a nine to five. I'm like, what happened, man? What you know? What happened, man? It was like, bro, it's just it's tough for me mentally. Right, not not the physical not part, the, part. the mental part. Like, you know, being able to learn these sets and understand what people saying and having to translate and the food and the safety. Like they 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 just couldn't handle it from a mental standpoint, and it was like, man, I gotta come home. And, and it, it leads me back to my point when I, we were talking about before the podcast even started. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear cats that go hoop, and they say shit like, oh, man, if I was overseas, bro, I'd be killing too. I'd be averaging 30 a game. And oh, I'm like, shit. dog, go talk to somebody that actually did it, bro. Correct. And I promise you, you're going to have a different different perspective. And that's why I want to touch on, you know, your experience over there and, and the, thing, the trials and the tribulations that you went through while you was over there. Well, it was a lot. Like, they, you know, like, over there, they take that shit really serious. A lot of the fans, like, they really support their team. So, let's say we got a rivalry game and we lose. We might get in the locker room, take a shower. They might turn the cold water up. Or we might get home. We might not have, might not have no internet. Damn. We might not get paid for the next two months. No, it's, it's real. It's real. It's real. We might not get paid for the next two months. They take. They really take, they really take it serious over there. Wow. But talk about, like, I know a lot of people, like what G was talking about, a lot of people think that all because you was a, a NBA player, but now you're playing this type of league here. But a lot of people got this mentality that all because you play in NBA, you, you play in the Euro, you play in international basketball, people got this mindset that you can't play in the NBA level. They got this thought process that, oh, he's not good enough to play in the NBA level because if he could, he would be there. But talk about what it, the politics of yeah. playing in the, trying to get to the NBA and yeah. playing there, but also – there's some very, very, very good players that's not playing mm -hmm. NBA no basketball, doubt. but they're playing international. No doubt. Talk about some of those differences. That you... I mean, I, I, I never, I never lost a chip on my shoulder. Overseas or NBA, if we plan to get somebody, you know, if the player on the other team good. So I'm hunting. For, oh, he good? Okay. So constantly trying to prove, you know, prove yourself, prove yourself every night. I, I forgot, I forgot the other question, man. No, it's, it, there's a, just a difference between some people got this mentality that. All NBA players are just better than all international players. Oh, no, that ain't true. Yeah. That ain't true because uh, my third, my 
my third or fourth year, we played against the Celtics. Ah, I remember beat, that. And we beat them. I remember that. See, that's that's what that's what I'm talking about. Say it, bro. I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. We beat them. Say, dog. Right there. You was fucking killing them. Killing them. I took it personally. Splitting them ball screens, hanging in the L. You see Doc Rivers. It's a preseason game. I'm watching Doc Rivers like get pissed off because they couldn't fucking stop you, bro. And see, it's shit like that. I think about and I say, they don't have no NBA team that say, man, we got to get this this cat a try. Like, we got to really put him on our roster and see what he could do in an 82 game season. I mean, that. That that was personal. Like throughout my college career, my, my agent always was talking to Dan Jan, Danny Ainge. He was always talking about Danny Ainge, love you, he love you. I think he's gonna draft you, he love you, I think he's gonna draft you. But he didn't. They drafted Rondo. So I, I ain't forget that. So when we played them, you know, Robert Pack was uh I think yep. he was a sister. Yep. Mm-hmm. And from the city. And I already played against Brandon Bass. They knew who I was. Yeah. I told Brandon Bass, I said, I, I said, I'm coming. I wonder if he, he warned he them like, hey. at me and start laughing. I wonder, I said, I'm bro, coming. I wonder if Baz warned them. K, KG and you shake my, I want to shake my hand out of the game. <laughs> but you know, that's KG. I'm like, you know. Yeah. And they looked at me like, and kept walking. Dang. <laughs> but there, there's a huge misconception that all because you're in the NBA, people have this mental mindset that you're the best in the world. And I tell people about time. That's not true. They got a lot of guys who don't play in the NBA that are better than NBA players. Politics could happen, whatever mm-hmm. situation yeah. you need to be, that they're not playing in the NBA, but they got a lot of great players that are not playing. We just not witnessed this in the in the world, right. <laughs> in the world that Team USA didn't win it. Get lost. Dennis Schroeder is an MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. And he plays in the NBA, but right. he's not a star in the NBA. Right. But up, everyone right. has this mental mentality that, like, the, the – the, let me say this. Nah, they think it's NBA or bust, but that's not true. Right. Basically, that's what it is. They think if I don't make the NBA, I can't do nothing. There's a lot of ways to make, you know, make a living mm-hmm. with this ba- with basketball. basketball. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of lot of different ways. It ain't just NBA. Everybody can't make the NBA. That shit like hitting a lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Real no, talk, though. Seriously. Real talk. Because like y'all say, they got a lot of great players that players. didn't get a chance to make, you know, play in the NBA. Didn't play. And a lot, of, most of those great players... They, you know, they, they thought that, nah, I ain't fucking overseas. But overseas, not bad. <laughs> it's not as bad as people think. Right. right. No, not it, as bad as people it, think. It just, it, it looks like there's a different, I look like the NBA is like the money is more guaranteed. And, it, it, and we were talking to right the Because overseas, nah, like I a mean, lot of. No, no, but over there, it depends on you. So you can't talk about nothing. It depends on you. What you going to do? If you're going to average 20, you're going to make millions. If you're going to average eight. It depends on you. Over yeah. There. But over there, um, you sign a lot of one-year, two-year deals. They don't give you, like, long-term deals over there, right? Because, mm. you know, a lot of – if you go out there, you're American. You ain't about to sign. You ain't about to lock in no three years. You know, one team where you know you could kill this season, move up. Mm-hmm. Kill this season, move up. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you get to a certain age, you'll be like, oh, I won't, you know, I won't chill. So if you sign a two-year or you sign this. Because that's how it is. You'll play – Depending on what you make. What you make. Facts. And that Facts. go up. That go up. If you're playing good every year, it's going to go up every year. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so let's kind of fast forward a little bit. Then you, you got an opportunity to get into the Pelicans training camp. Right. Um, talk about that experience, man. And, and, and did you think that you had a shot to get on that roster? That was that was something I really didn't want to do. I only did that because my mom never saw me play since college. I only did that for her to have a chance to see me play. Mm. That's the only reason why I did that because 
That's back in 2015, right? Yeah, I was 30, 2015. What the year is it? 2023. I think it was past that because I was, I was maybe 32, 33 at the time. Okay, so it's a little bit later. Where y'all was at when I was 26, 27, 28? Right. Where y'all was at? Right. So I didn't want to do that. I just did that for my mom. That's the only reason why I did that. Gentry was the coach? Yeah. Cool dude. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing to do, you know, with them. I, I just did, I just did it for my mom. He did for your mom. Yeah. And I used it to get in shape. And as soon as, soon as they cut me, I went right back overseas. So you went into it like, man, I know these people ain't taking me serious. Yeah. I'm about to just use them to let my mama see me play, stay in shape, to put myself in position to go tear it up overseas. No, I used it to get in shape. <laughs> You know, when I come home, I be chilling. I mean, a 10 month season. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming home. I'm chilling for like a month. You mm-hmm. know, month, month and a half. If you get a call from the Pelicans, you ain't going to say no. Right. And you ain't going to tell them you're out of shape. So no. I just, like, you know. All right. This is my opportunity mm-hmm. to get in shape. This is my opportunity to get my body weight. Yeah, let my play. So let's, let's, take a, let's take somebody like Alvarado. Mm-hmm. His situation, that's like, like you say, like hitting a lottery. Lottery. One undrafted. We went to Wake Forest. Wait. No, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, right? Undersized, not physically imposing, mm-hmm. but he gets an opportunity, makes the most of it, Yep. sticks on with the Pels, signs a two-year deal for seven mil. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your take on that situation? And, 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 and explain to people, man, how rare, super rare uh, a situation is like that. I mean, his situation, like he, he played in the ACC. Mm-hmm. He got defensive player in the ACC. He was going to have a chance, but a lot of people don't know. He ain't just good on off, off on me on defense and play with injury. He, he really a good player. Yeah, he right. just He just small. Mm-hmm. Right. He really a good player. Right. And, you know, he came by the ACC, so he got he got his chance, and he took advantage of it because, he, you know, he seemed like he a, he a very hungry player. Yeah, no doubt. And, like, people, you know, players that's hungry, that know what they want, you can't stop them. Can't stop them. Can't stop them. Picking up 94 feet. Okay. <laughs> No, I mean, no, fighting you, over screens. Because that's what you got to do. You yeah. got starting point guard. He going to shoot. You know, do this. Oh, I'm going to go in. I'm going to do this. You know, nah. He's going to be probably new Patrick Beverly. Right. And you got to you gotta kind of get in where you fit in. You got to kind of find your place in this game. Because if you're not one of the mm-hmm. – I like to say, if you're not one of the three focal players of a team, like if you're not the three focal scorers of, a, of an NBA team, you got a role to play. Question is, what's your role going to be night in and night out? Because 82 game season, this this team is going to expect you to live out your role. Because it doesn't mean that you can't get buckets. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you can't score. But that may not be your way of sticking on this team. They no may doubt. have a way you can contribute to this basketball team. Because no at the end of the day, they're trying to get to a playoff run or a championship. And you got a lot of guys coming up. I got to tell you all the time, man, you have to be the best in your team to make it at this point or be one of the best players on your team right. in high school. Definitely in high school. But at least one of the best players on your college basketball team. You think a lot of dudes can't score? Yeah, they can score. Yeah. But there's one basketball with superstars, with potentially one or two all-stars on the team. And you think you might come out here being a eighth, ninth player in rotation, I hit shoot 10, 12 shots? No, mm-hmm. no. That's not about no, to happen. No. Um, man, I've been seeing you um, giving back to the youth, man, doing AAU, doing some trainings. Uh, you and Greg, man, I, I think y'all doing a great job. And uh, Brock. Brock. Mm-hmm. Brock. Um, with Big Easy, bro. Uh, talk about the times we living in with the kids that's coming up in this basketball era, bro. Uh, it's it's way different than when we was coming up. I know when I was coming up and I was hooping and I was playing football. Man, it wasn't no training. 
Nah. You, your training nah. was going play five on five nah. in the parks, in the wreck. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep, going going to way. different neighborhoods. Right. That was our training. Now, right. like, you, you got so many different people training now. Mm-hmm. And my opinion, bro, and you tell me your, your opinion on it. I feel like not not everybody, but a lot of people that's training and the kids that's getting trained is not translating to real life game situations. What's your response to that? <laughs> <laughs> you want to put them dudes on the spot? Not everybody though. Not everybody. You got some guys that's really doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Some like, guys. You know, like they. You know, like like they say, like just because you know. Just because you play it don't mean you you know you can teach it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you know anybody can't teach it if they ain't play. But they got some people that you know that's really smart. But you mm-hmm. got to you gotta know, you know, what's good for the kid. You can't have him doing everything that you got the whole other 10 kids doing. You got to find out about each specific kid and work on each specific kid. And when they're in a the group, maybe they do some group stuff, but you got to get them by yourself. You know, you can't teach them the same thing because they they different. They got different games, and I think that's 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 the problem with that. They try to make everybody play the same way, and that may and, not be their kid's skill set. They may not be able to do some of the things. That- yeah, but like you know, like for for example, for a ten year old kid, you don't need to be doing step back. You a step back, you know, that's simple. But you don't need to be doing three, four, five moves to get to a shot. Mm-hmm. It should be. Basic triple threat, one dribble, like snatch. And downhill. Yeah, like basic basic stuff until they get to that certain age where you can teach them, you know, what they really need to know. It's levels to it. Yeah, you can't you can't just throw that stuff on them so early because they're already watching TV. They're already trying to do the shit anyway. <laughs> right. And then if you try to do that shit in the game, you're on the bench. And then your mama and your daddy looking at the trainer. Like, what like what's going on? Like, what's going on? What's going on? I'm spending, like, I'm spending $75 yeah, a session. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people getting into it just to get into it. But I, me, I'm different. I, I'm, I'm getting into it because I love it. Yep. And I, I really want to, you know, I really want to help. I don't want, everybody want me to keep playing. I don't want to play no more. I rather, you know, I rather to help, you know, help the kids. And I rather, you know, put my all into that shit. I was watching y'all at, uh, down there in Bell Chase. Because my son, my son AAU team was playing. I was, you know, I'm watching y'all because my, my, my partner Norman, his son play on the team, Bailing, Bailing Randall, and uh, all right, all right. yeah, that's my that's my dude. And uh, so I forgot who y'all was playing. Might have been EP. I don't remember, but it was a good game. And you like at the end of the bench, just watching the game, watching the game. And when somebody coming out the game, you don't want they don't want they come and sit by you, and you just like pointing certain things out. It, I, I remember one time. It was a timeout, and before, like, when some of them was coming off the court, you met one of them, like, at the free throw line, and you mm-hmm. was, like, showing them different things. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, see, like, Bo really trying to share his knowledge and, yeah. you know, think different experience he didn't went through playing ball over these years and trying to really pour it into these kids. And you could tell, like, you was trying to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, you see some people, man, they kind of try to make it all about them. Um, You know, Shell – how you been trying to point to them kids, man, and, and and teach the game the right way? Say it again. Talk about how you been pointing to them kids and teach the game the right way to somebody to a lot of these kids. Well, I, you know, uh, I try to teach all of them the you know fundamentals. Fundamentals. I'm a, I need to start starting with some defensive stuff, but I really try to teach them how to 
score at all three levels mm-hmm. and how to play with pace. Mm-hmm. That's that's my main focus for now. Just jumping into it. I'm gonna add more stuff as I go. But I think that's the main thing like a lot of them need to learn now. Because you might be faster than everybody, but you don't need to go hundred mile fire all the all the time. Right. You might be a shooter, but look, we about to get in here, you need to learn how to handle the ball. But you gotta know every every specific kid. You got to know all of them, what they're good at, what they're bad at, so you can teach them the different things. Different things. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll get it that way. When you talk about all three levels, you know, one of the things I think is a lost art, especially like in high school and middle school basketball, is mid-range. the mid-range. mid-range. Yeah. Which, that's what, you, that's what you made your living at, bro, the elbow. You know what I'm saying? And either the kid won't shoot the long three, or they're trying to get all the way to the cup. And that's something I feel like is a lost art these days. It, it, yeah, because a lot of a lot of them they get to the mid range and they think they need a step back or a side step. You can get to the mid range in the regular one dribble pull up. Yep, yep. And a lot of them don't know how to just do that. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I'm here for. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but not just that, but goes down to what they're witnessing, what they're advertised, right? When they're watching the reels and they're watching other parts of the game, right? They're not watching guys. Let's say at the pro level, right? They're not watching guys maximize that mid range. Like at one point in time, James Harden, if you looked at the shot selection, though, it was a layup or a three. Mm-hmm. At one at one point of time in, this, in, in his time in Houston, right? And you're watching a lot of players at the because a lot of these kids are not. Some of these kids are watching college basketball, but that's not where their audience is. They're trying to watch the pro game. They're watching the Steph Curry. They're watching the Damian Litters. They're watching these pro players. And they're watching just highlights. And they're watching just highlights. I can't get a kid today to watch a full game. They'll, no. tune, they'll tune out. It's rare. It ain't Quick. like when we was watching the game. Like, we'll watch the whole game when yeah. we was kids. But these kids here just watching, they'll watch a, a few minutes. They'll watch their player they don't want to see. But I think they'll really tune the game out. Right? And you got some players in the NBA, like, I would probably emphasize the guy who I probably watched the most, DeMar DeRozan. He could really – Get mm-hmm. down in a lot of hit mid-range spots. He's skilled. Like mm-hmm. He's skilled. Mm-hmm. He's extremely skilled, right? At the, especially at that mid-range level. But if you ask a kid to go watch, they go watch some highlights of Mar DeRozan. Because he's not their player that rings to their ears. He's not advertised as much. And they see this game. They're like, mm-hmm. I ain't trying to watch that. They're just trying to watch Steph Curry. Or watch Damian Lillard. Or watch somebody like that. And it's like, there's more to basketball than just shooting the three. Right. You know, so. Right. It, it kind of goes to that, to that point of, you know, why you think it's the mid-range. Because we have several coaches on here. I think Coach Rory, who's now coaches at Delgado. Mm-hmm. Coach AJ Coach Xavier. AJ Williams at yep. Xavier. Um, even Coach Jay Smith, who's now at, at, at Texas, Texas State. Texas yeah. State. Oh, from you on Yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you, you know, he's at Texas State now. Yep. They all talk about the mid-range is kind of like that lost yep. art. Why do you think that is? Is it not pretty? Is it not sexy? Is it not attractive? Is it something that you think is – to a lot of kids, is it hard? I, don't, I think – I think it because most kids don't know how to play pick and roll to get into a mid range, or they don't know how to, you know, they're not good enough on offense to get get a good shot out of the mid range to get mm-hmm. to do something on their defense to do it out of the mid range, and you know they're not working on it. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. They're not working on it. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. But I think if they start working on it, they can do it because they're shooting fucking three, four st- steps behind the three-point line. So you can hit a mid range, you can hit that shot way back there. No doubt. But I think that I think that's why, though, because they're not practicing it. If you don't practice now, you ain't going to do it. Right. I, I'll probably add to that. I think that a lot of kids are not getting the applause for hitting the mid range jumper. 
So a lot of kids, I noticed they're playing this game to find a way to get applauses. They're trying to find a way to get views and highlights. Get the crowd going. Get the crowd yeah, going. Yeah. And the way they get the crowd going is, is trying to maximize your three-point shots. Well, they may do a dribble, step back, and, and when they shoot that three, and if it falls in, they get the audience. They get the applause. Where if you go ahead and, and do, you know, get a get a get a penetrate, get a mid-range jump, mm-hmm. and you knock that shot down, ain't nobody clapping. Ain't nobody saying, man, that, that, that was a play. No one's giving them applauses for those mid-range jumping shots, but they're getting all the praise when they hit a 30, 35-foot right. jumper. Right. <laughs> but a lot of schools down here, they play zone, so it's hard to get into the mid-range if, if you're there in a the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of That's schools down point. here play zone, so it's, That's it's a good point. Know, it's hard to get into a mid-range against a zone. Um, talk about being ranked number four for naturalized players in the history of the EuroLeague, bro. We'll talk about that accomplishment and, and what that meant to you. I mean, it it meant it meant a lot to me because the, the other dudes that was on the top five with me, all the other dudes was NBA players: Karolinko, mm-hmm. Parker, Saul, uh, Tony Parker. Who the other one was? And Navarro uh, Hernandez. Uh, Rudy? No, no, Navarro. He played in the uh, NBA. Yeah. Years before. Mm-hmm. Forgot who that fifth person was. Like any any time I'm in a room with people like that, like it bring it bring out the best of me, or I'm I'm a you know I'm gonna go out swinging. So I just like I I ain't gonna say I well I took a lot of that shit personal, and I'm still mad Spain stopped us from getting the medal. <laughs> yeah, he do score twenty straight on us. Come on, Navarro, yeah. <laughs> Navarro was tough though, bro. Yeah, yeah I know. Navarro was tough, bro. I know he scored. He, scored. he might not look the sexiest. Yeah, like, yeah, he right. might like well, yeah. if he walk in here right now, you ain't gonna be like, man, this dude cold as a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. You're, not gonna, scored, You're not gonna say that. He scored 20 straight, but like with that passport, with the passport thing, like it's good. It's good for Americans. You know, if you're good enough or if you get the opportunity to get it, right? Because you don't count as an American. You count as one of them. Like, you don't count as American, and like your money go up when you have that, and you have way better opportunities to, you know, get jobs. And that opportunity came out, you know, after my first year. You know, mm-hmm. I got a call from my agent. He was like, you know, this, this Macedonian want to give you a passport. So I called. First person I called was Hollis. I asked him. He told mm-hmm. me, yeah, that's something big. I called a couple other people, so I got it. Because you didn't really understand the, the severity of it. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. So, you know, like, that summer, I started playing with them. Actually, when I first got there, they already had a player. Mm. The player I'm cool with, whatever, they already had a player. So when I got there, he played. And I was out of shape. So when I got there, they flew me to uh, Great Britain. We had to play against Ben Garden and mm. Ben Garden and uh, Lua Ding team right. in Great Britain. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had 30 out of shape. <laughs> like they didn't know if they were gonna keep me or not, right, because right. What, what they do with that is they they get two Americans, whatever one play better, that's who they keep. That's who they keep. So ever since that, like they started, you know, they started messing with me, and you know, we we played in some before to qualify for the the uh, the Euro basket, you know, to play against the top, you know, countries like Lithuania and, right. and you know, and all that stuff. But like having a passport is is is, is really big for your career. Uh, man, with all the accolades that you didn't, you didn't, you didn't receive, man, from high school, college, college. overseas, Euro League, uh, 
What's next for Bull, man? What's what's on your agenda, man? To 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 scratch that itch, man. To to keep you passionate. To keep you looking forward to something, man. Right. Well, my main goal right now is finishing school. I got uh, six hours left. I should be finished by by uh, this summer. Okay, that's my main goal. And from there, I want to start with training. And who knows? I don't want to. You know, I don't want to jump into coaching just because I was a good player. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I don't want to be on the sideline looking stupid. Right, right. So finish school, that? yeah, finish schools, you know, start helping the youth training. Maybe later down the line coaching. There's gonna be something with dealing with basketball. I don't know what, but it's gonna be something. Maybe all of all of them together. I don't know. But it's gonna be dealing with basketball. Yeah, basketball. Yeah. But the first thing I need I'm doing this, focus on now is finishing school. Oh dope. Yeah. Oh, that's a big critical thing. A lot yeah. of times, you know, to get to still do some of those things that you wanna do with basketball, not playing, but away from the game. Mm. Different different eras of basketball. Yeah. It requires that degree. Mm. It requires mm. even if some people are doing football. You know, when you get out yeah. of football, you're not a player no more. Mm-hmm. They just don't let you in because you was a former player. Yeah. It's, it's kind of not how it works. You kind of got to do some steps now. To get if it. I, you know, if I listen to everybody and did it, you know, when I was in school, I'd probably be somewhat coaching right now. Right. 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 But I, but I didn't listen. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when, when you talk about. You know, like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, of uh, you know, you being considered one of the best high school basketball players to come through this state. Um, from the time you started playing ball, bro, to to now, you know, talk about some of the different elite hoopers, man, that they came through this state, man, that kind of like inspired you and, and and made a mark on you, in a sense. I don't pay attention to what people do. Mm-hmm. So everybody that know me know I don't pay attention to what nobody's doing. All I focus on on the court is me. I came across a lot of good players, but you know, I didn't get inspired by, you know, no other player my age didn't didn't inspire me. Like because of the chip on my shoulder, because the type of person I am. Like So when you was so I could, you- we can be in here with LeBron James. And I sit over here all day. I won't even go over there. Right, right. That's just that's just how I am. Right. So so coming up though, you didn't look at like Hollis and Quanis and uh you know the Chris Duhans in the world coming up. Randall Randall Livingston, you know, coming up and saying, man, like them dudes. Like, the, I, I won't be like on I'm, that level. I'm from the West Bank. I ain't know none of them. Right. I ain't never even been on that side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I didn't start going on that side of the river to. I started playing Project League, probably, I think like, I was like 15 years old. Mm. Against Hollis, no. Mm-hmm. I was 15. That's when I started going over there, but I ain't know none of them. You just were playing. You just yeah, shoot. I just was playing. I ain't, I ain't really know nobody, but the dudes that I grew up with and the dudes, you know, around here, like y'all said, Ryan Alexander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walter. Walter. Deshaun. Deshaun Jordan. Like, we went at it. Ivory Clark. Ivory Clark, my teammate. <laughs> yeah, we went at it every summer, and them, they was good. It was good. We went at it every summer, but I like no no one player didn't you know didn't didn't expire. Damn, damn. You really was you really was like tunnel vision for real. Yeah, because yeah. I was boxed in. I didn't go nowhere. If y'all saw me, I was always at the park on the football field. I didn't go nowhere. Stayed on the West Bank. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Cause yeah, when you, when you think about it, like like we talked to many players, but. 
everybody was looking was looking at somebody, modeling somebody, but you were just like drilled in on like, nah. It's, the, the, it, the, the person I wanted to be like, he was older than me, uh, was Billy Henderson. Billy Henderson. Billy yeah. Henderson. He went to St. Old? Why y'all don't know Billy Henderson? No. What, what year he came out? Yeah, with the land. He older than me. What year he came out? I don't know Billy. Uh, yeah, I don't know Billy I don't Henderson. know Billy Henderson? Mm-hmm. I don't know Billy. You got to remember, I'm from home now. They're going to tell you. I'm, I'm from here. Well, they're going to have some shit for y'all on here. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know Milk and and uh, D. Perry. I know them boys. Yeah, but they they my age. Yeah, yeah. I'm right, just saying, I know age. them. See, I, he must have yeah. came out with the 90s. He was with he was with uh I think he was with Dino or greeting them but before them. All right, see. Uh, before now, see, I knew greeting them. I yeah. knew them, but I didn't I know. Him. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know Billy. I ain't know Billy Henderson. Yeah, yeah, I don't know Billy Henderson. And only, and to be honest with you, the only reason I knew greedy them because Corn was always making runs in the playoffs. Yeah, so I was that person. Like I was telling Randy, I was that person that got the paper, mm-hmm. and I'm reading like who's the top teams, who's the top like the, the you know the top players on on the top teams in the state. That's how I knew greeting them. You know what I'm saying, right. and 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 the and the highest pricing them, and uh, yeah, you know all those all those like top players that came mm-hmm. through. Um, but I, I I don't remember Billy Henderson. You run, you run, y'all gonna know after this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta go do do something. He was I, a big. I, or he was a guard. Guard. He about six four. Guard. Do everything. He went played anywhere. I think after college he stopped. He beat me one on one for like ten straight years. Whoa. <laughs> Two. My mom used to drop me off by their house. He'd be one of them for like 10 straight years. I used to look up to him and uh, my cousin. Y'all ain't going to know my cousin either. He uh he passed my first year. I got overseas. He played at Rod Wayne. Okay. Yeah, Elba McKellar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the two people I, I looked up to. Right. Like everybody else. Yeah. There was, y'all, y'all was intimate to me between the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's a mentality to have. Like, not not many people have that mentality as kids. You know, and you playing. Like, yeah, you playing with kids and you know some kid, but not, not every kid had that level of mentality. Like, nah, I'm here to roast. I'm here, I'm here to show all y'all. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I was like that because I was always told I wasn't good enough. No matter how good I was playing, I always, always was told I wasn't good enough. So, I had to, I had to do something. Um, Man, take me back to those Walker days, bro. Uh, man, y'all. I mean, especially from the football side. Even though y'all had some football guys playing basketball, yeah. Um, take me back to the Walker days when you know you had Buster Milton. Uh, what what grade Mike was in when you was at Walker? When you was a senior, like ninth grade. Uh, Mike. He wasn't there yet. Yeah, Mike. One year he he graduated four. Mike one year younger. Okay. Uh. Uh. Coop, big Coop, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Travis, Travis Berry. I can go on and on. Damn, uh, Daryl Johnson, Daryl Johnson. You know, yeah. talk about going to Walker back then, man, and all of goddamn talent that was coming through there, bro. The goddamn, like, oh. the goddamn band was talented. <laughs> yeah, goddamn band and, was talented. And, and how it was coming up in that era <laughs> at Walker with all that talent, and then you know how Frank Wilson came to Walker and just changed the whole landscape. revolutionized high school high, football. High, not not only not only the football team, but but. How we conduct ourselves as black men? Mm-hmm. I'm still mad at Frank because he ain't that. He ain't that. None of them dudes play basketball. He let them play like two games. But he let Milton. Stopped. He let Milton play. Milton never played a whole season with me. Oh, <laughs> Daryl was good. He never let Daryl play. Sad was good. He never let Sad play. 
Damn, yeah. I ain't know that. Yeah, he never let them play. Yeah, Frank, Frank had control over the boys. <laughs> yeah, like, boy, like they was, he had them wearing suits at school. Yep. He the first one, like, you know how people doing that now. Yeah. But Frank was first, doing that way, way back, back then. then. Way I remember seeing that on the news. Back Man, then. Every time I walk in the gym, Nick Saban, Curry Smart, all, everybody just walking through it. And I'm looking like, I need to be playing football, bro. Yeah. But, like, he he changed he changed a lot over there. And, you know, he ain't, he ain't only make them, you know, good players. He, you know, he made them better men, too. Yep. Men. yep. And, but he had he had, he had had some talent over there. Like, yeah. And, you know, a lot of them was able to go to the NFL and play, huh? Yeah. A lot of yes. them play in NFL. I yes. said Buster was the first round to the Chargers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. you got to figure Mike Coop, Wallace. Coop with the LSU. LSU. Travis Barrett with the Colorado. Milton with the Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Mike with the Ole Miss. Sad with the uh, Oregon, Oregon. No, Indiana. Cedric Henry with Indiana. Mm-hmm. Keenan with the. Uh, Keenan with the Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State. Him and uh, Dennis. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Both of them went to Oregon State. State. Yep. I think they signed like 15 kids D1. Yeah, in 03 or 02, one of them years. Yeah, they they was the first team to start being Curtis. Yep. Yeah. They were yep. the first team to start being Curtis. Yep. I think they caught yeah. beat them the next, following year, Halloween, Halloween night. Yep. Yeah. 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 That was, bro. Like, like I say, I'm from home, a dog, and but, I just but remember, Curtis like, had some teams too, huh? Curtis had some teams. Yeah, we ain't talking about Curtis, man. <laughs> and what football? Yeah, we ain't talking, uh, about, we ain't talking about Curtis, man. They, we talking about we talking about Walker, Opera Walker, and with the boy and the talent they had coming through back then. Listen, the band was just crazy, bro. What it was? The band was crazy. Did they play that Boston? It was it was legendary, bro. It's like there was Walker was like the place. Nothing like car is the place to be now, and there's no disrespect to what's going on. But during that time, you was trying to get the Walker. Yeah, you was trying to get the Walker. How you feel about? But it's crazy. All the dudes you named were supposed to be on my team. <laughs> no, y'all laughing. I'm serious. Oh, I'm serious. Lord. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Y'all laughing. I'm serious. Frank wasn't having that. <laughs> Man, you know Frank got a mouthpiece. Frank, Frank say, nah. Nah. Nah, I need y'all boys. I can't have y'all boys twisting no ankles. I can't have y'all boys tan no ACL because we got go, to go to camps uh, during the summer. Yeah. So I, can't, I can't risk it. <laughs> Not having it, though. How you feel about, man, uh, you know, it was Landry Walker, right? Now nah, they then? went back to LB Landry, and there is no Walker. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that, bro? I don't, I don't. Well, I know a little bit about the stuff behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish it was still Walker, mm-hmm. but you know, like we had the big rivalry with Landry. I don't like Landry, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let that be known. I don't like Landry, but my pop, you know, my. One of my childhood friends, he coached at Landry. Yep, Rob. My little brother went there. Mm-hmm. They got some kids. I train and go there. I have family go there. I still don't like them. Right. Know, but, you know, Landry is Landry. Like, they they, they, got, they got the tradition. They won. You know, they won a lot of games or whatever, whatever. And they used us to get a championship because mm-hmm. Tyree was at Walker. My little brother was at Walker. Mm-hmm. All of them was at Walker. And then they came to Landry and made it Landry Walker. Right. And then, you know, they won or whatever. Now they took our name off. Mm-hmm. And I still feel some type of way about that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of they people. Took, yeah, they, they just they just took our name off. That was, that, that ain't had nothing to do with the racist stuff or whatever. Right. That was like, we don't want that name on. They don't want the name on the school. Yeah. yeah. And it's so yeah. crazy. Like, you go from Oprah Walker 
Landry. Yep. Then you say, okay, you know what? We're going to combine the two. And then you go back and say, you know what? We're just going to get rid of the whole walk and just go straight Landry. I didn't understand. I remember when that happened. And because I got a lot of partners, man, that's like, that I'm super, super tight with from LGS. And I just remember it was such a big deal oh, yeah. when that shit happened. Yeah. You know, so I just, I, you know, I wanted to get your take on it. Yeah, because they, they, they got people. It ain't just happening. They got, they got, you know, I ain't going to say no names or none of that. They got people that push for that. Yeah. That people that really hate Walker, that push for that. And yeah. I know, I know these people and I know what happened. Yeah, I'm not going to, you know, talk yeah. about it. Yeah, no but, doubt, no doubt. I mean, that's why, you know, that's why that was changed. I wish they would bring Walker back. I wish I can talk to somebody, uh, go get Milton, uh, go get, you know, mm-hmm. Daryl, uh, Sand, all let's go over there together and try to do something if we could. But, no doubt. It is a lot of mm-hmm. rich history that came out of Walker. Yeah. And, yes. and it's to yeah. see that it's now officially gone. It's like, mm-hmm. it, to me, it takes a part of, it takes a bit away from that history of that time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, it's not cool. It just, but again, as time goes on, people are trying to create new history, new traditions, mm-hmm. and they're trying to just eliminate what happened in the past. And you can't just eliminate what happened in the past. You just can't because some of the people are still here. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to build new tradition with people who had experiences there, and it don't work. Right. It, it's just, it don't work. Man, talk about, uh, you just touched on him, Tyree, man, Tyree Griffin, bro. I thought, I thought, I felt like Tyree Griffin was a. Uh, Man, he was he was a, he was a load to deal with as a point guard. He still is, you know. Um, where, where, where he at right now? He uh, he was supposed to go to uh, he was supposed to leave to go to Montenegro, but some uh, some going on with his leg. Okay. So he got a uh, he gonna rehab for like the next two three weeks. Okay. And then you know go out there. Like he he have, he have all the time in the world, man. Like I always tell him, I was like, there's no difference between you. And Chris Paul, y'all do the same shit. Mm-hmm. You can shoot just as good as him. You see the flow. Mm-hmm. You can do all the same shit. It's just, but you know, you went to a big school too. But it's just a matter of him going out there and be like, fuck it. I'm about to kill everybody. He can do it. And I'm just waiting on him to do it. It's just a matter of that. But like, fuck everybody. I'm about to go out there and, yeah. and do what I need and to do. do. What I need to do. That, that's what I'm waiting on. I think, I think this is the year you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I remember covering him in high school, and uh, nobody could stay in front of him. Uh, he was an ultra competitor, and, and I watched him, you know, no disrespect to Keaton Thompson and, and Lamar, because we know how talented they was. Mm-hmm. But Lamar was just a – I said Lamar. Tyree was just such a leader on the court. Uh, he played with good pace like you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, underst- understood, you know, when to speed up, when to slow it down, hell of a defender, and, was, and made big shots. Made some big shots, like he made some big shots in the, in that state championship, um, that propelled him to, to to get that to get that ring, bro. Uh, what's your, what you what you think his ceiling is as far as having a longevity, you know, as a pro like you did? I think I think he can do the same. I mean, he's starting a little bit late, but I think he can do the. I think he do, he can do the same. I really do, you know. I really do think that, cause I don't know nobody that can just show up to the gym and just. Just kill. kill. Right. I ain't been to the gym in a, in a whole week, but just show up in the gym and kill. I don't about know the nobody that can do that. You just had 40 last night on one leg. <laughs> on one leg? On one leg. So, how many how many years older you are than Tyree? I'm about to feel old, man. Ten, <laughs> we ten years. You got to embrace it now, so, man. So, you know, take me, take me through that, bro. Like, when you was coming up, and him watching you hoop and how I know you talked about how mm-hmm. nobody inspired you, but talk about how you inspired your little brother. 
I mean, I wasn't here, so I, you know, I ain't really, I ain't really started, you know, chilling with him to, like, I was deep into overseas, because when I played overseas, I never came home. Mm. Four years straight, I didn't come home. So I was him, man, your little brother doing this, your little brother doing that, so I started fine. I ain't get a chance to catch none of them games. Damn, I never knew Damn. him. Yeah, I wasn't here. I ain't get a chance to catch none of them games, but I, you know, I saw him in college. Yeah. And shit like that. What is that, Oklahoma State or something? Yeah, I saw that, but I ain't get a, I ain't get a chance to catch none of that. Damn. I wish I wish I did. I you would, regret I, that? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. were just in your own world. Like, you, you were trying to get it. Man, when well, you know what you want to do, I mean. You're in your own zone. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to follow your path. I mean, it was just, everything just was going too good. I was playing good. We was winning everything. So I was like, why would I go home? If I go home, I'm going to chill for a month. I'm going to go out. I'm going to have to get right back in shape. Because I was like, nah, I'm going to. I mean, it was like walk. four or five years. I didn't come home at all. Dang. The life overseas, though, like, for, like, <laughs> for as people that you could relate to, you know, uh, you know, if you want to go watch a game somewhere or, like, just enjoying yourself, Enjoy like, how, how was that, man? Did you, you ever get lonely? Like, how, how is that? I know a lot of people tell me they, they get lonely when they're overseas. Nah, man, you got teammates that are Americans. And, you know, you probably have teammates that, you know, it might be Christmas. You might got a teammate, he two years older than you, or maybe younger. He might be out there with his wife and family. They invite you over for Christmas, or mm. Thanksgiving, shit like that. That's, that's how it goes. So you not, you don't feel like you just out there by yourself? yourself. Nah. Yeah, I'm about to say, I got nah, about to they, like that, that they're lifestyle. Because the, they're trying to do the same thing. They're trying to feel at home, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, oh, you, you got family coming in town. No, oh, we having Thanksgiving dinner. You can come by. So now all that's together. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, you got to feel like at home. Yeah, because gotcha. you got to figure, like, when you're over there, you know, you're, you're away from home, right? You're adjusting to life. People think that oh, you just got to pay. Yeah, you got to pay ball, but you got to make the adjustments mm-hmm. outside of ball. Because when you're not practicing, you're not playing, life still continues. All right. right? But, but what you do when you're home, though? You probably play the family, game. Family. Family. Play the game. Go. People don't really go see their family like that. You not, home, not, you, not as much. You probably not play much, the game. Not as much. Chill around. Play the game. Play the game. Three, if you got hours. kids. If you got kids. Take your kids with you. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it, that's easier said than no, done. If no, you if you no, not with the no, they not with the with the with the mother. <laughs> like I'm yeah. not with my kids, mom. I know that that wouldn't be that easy for me to say I'm about to take them to Portugal. No, but still, no. the woman gonna understand. Look, it's a sacrifice. I'm going to play. When I get back, y'all gonna be good. I'm going to play. Right. I'm gonna call y'all every day. I'm gonna do this, but I'm going to play. You focus on that. You get home. All y'all straight. No doubt. I mean, you gotta sacrifice something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just more like it, it. It looks like like for like maybe for like American players, if you're not playing basketball, it's like you're inside. Like you're not really going out places because they may speak a different language, right? Not everybody does speak English. Never it is. It sound it may be broken. You know, mm-hmm. like, okay, I can't understand what they're trying to say. So you know, I'm gonna just stay inside if I'm not playing ball. Mm-hmm. That's what it appears like the life is. So if you do that, that's why they're miserable. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. Mm-hmm. If my teammates, if I'm in Serbia, my Serbian teammates, hey, I'm going to the cafe. Okay, I'm coming. Hey, we going to dinner. I'm coming. Or we going to the club. I'm coming. That's how you That's how you build a relationship with, you know, the people around you. Mm-hmm. Did because, it take you a while to, to get comfortable doing that with your teammates? No, you know the, you know the ones that you can't trust. <laughs> like, you know them. But yeah, it, yeah. I think it was easy because the type of person I am, if I feel like that, you, you know, that you, that you fuck with me, I'm going to fuck with you. I'm going to fuck with you. Right. Yeah. So, right. 
I ain't, I ain't never had no problems with no teammates. None of that. Everything's been smooth with all my teammates. I ain't never had no problems with that. What advice would you give to a kid right now mm-hmm. that's <clears throat> just finishing up college? Yeah. Just signed his first contract to go play overseas. Let's mm-hmm. say he going to uh, Portugal. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give him? Make sure you're in shape. First of all, you have to be ready when you get there. And expect the worst. Expect the worst. Expect the worst. Expect the worst. I like that. Expect the worst. But the number one thing is being in shape. Because you go up there and you ain't ready, you're already in the doghouse. I don't matter how much they paid you. They on your ass. Yeah, because over there, you could be on a team today, but you you could be in the States tomorrow. Shit. Yeah. Man, Brandon Brown told me a story about he he signed a well no, yeah, I think he said he signed a contract. He went, I forgot what country it was. He go over there, and <laughs> he said he playing for, like, a month, mm-hmm. and he not getting paid. And he, like, keep asking his agent, man, what, what, the, what the fuck going on, man? I ain't get paid yet. And the the, the the team keep telling his agent, like, oh, we going to pay him next week. Next week come, he still don't get paid. Mm-hmm. He said he out there for, like, two months, still not getting paid. He said, man, fuck that, man. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everybody's situation different. Yeah. Everybody's situation different. But he ain't lying. Yeah. He ain't lying. I mean, it just, if you can get you Juco, you can get you overseas. Yeah. It's grinding. It's just a lot of adversity that you got to overcome. If you're a tough, if you're a you know, strong-minded person, you can do it. Yeah. But if you're weak-minded, you're going to fold. Yeah, you're going to fold. No doubt. You got to, because it'd be, the, it'd be the little things, and you know they know how to get to you. Mm-hmm. It'd be little, it'd be little shit. But you got to be, at that point in time, you got to be willing to take basketball to the next level. You know, it's, this is not college. This is not amateur basketball anymore. This is not. Yeah, you. you it's every a player gets. Job. It's a job. It's a job. Every everybody gets pushed in college, but obviously you still have classroom. You still have other work to get done. So I ain't saying they got limits in college, but at the same time, coaches understand that you're also here to get an education, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get to the pros, this shit's a job. This shit is 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 what it is. They're gonna push you from every level possible to get the most out of you. And if you ain't ready for that mentally. Then this ain't gonna work no more. This, you know, I think a lot. I think a lot of people get to this pro level and they nope. get that first level real adversity as a pro, and it's like it's tough. Yeah, but a lot of times they push you just to push you. They don't push you because you're messing up. Ooh. They don't push you because you're missing shots or you make mistakes. They push you just to push you to see how tough you is. That's even before. That's before the season even start. It took you a while to figure that out. I mean, I started. I started because like. Cause you know they have over there, you have the uh, when you catch the ball you gotta put it down. And I'm running and you pass me the ball and I run and put it down. It's travel. Damn, I ain't know that. Yeah, See, that's what I'm talking about. It's little rules like little that. Stuff. It's little yeah, rules. So, I ain't even know that. So my first season, you struggle with that. You no, know, my first season in the preseason, I averaged 20 in the preseason. My my rookie season, but they was trying to cut me because I would turn the ball over too over, turn the ball over too much in open court, traveling because of that. They were trying to cut me because of that. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So how did you get adjusted to that? The coach had me in there. He, he told me, run. I'm going to throw you the ball. You catch. You put the ball down, then go. So I run full speed, catch, put it down, and then go. See, and that's something yeah. you've been doing like, yeah. all your life. All your life. Yeah. And now you got to make a, a – that's a big adjustment. Yeah, because I, I used to, because uh, the spin move was my favorite move. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even, like, after my second year, I think they did it because of me. I couldn't even do it no more. 
Like every time I spent, they caught travel. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Changing the rules. Yeah. Or at least the Bumatella rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they let these Europeans, they let them do whatever. No, seriously. <laughs> you think I'm playing. He looking like. I'm looking like. I'm looking like. I'm looking like, I'm looking like dog, seriously? you got to be serious. You seriously? can't be serious. I'm, there it is. Wow. <laughs> there it is. But, but that's what I was saying. Like, so, like, the rule changes are so much different than. Like NBA basketball. In the NBA, man, I've seen guys about five goddamn times. I fucking rep blowing the goddamn whistle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you be like, dog, what mm-hmm. the hell? Mm-hmm. How, how you got adjusted to the ball? Oh, that, that, was, that was easy. That was easy? Yeah. I know some people that told me, like, that was an adjustment too. Like, the, the, one, the, one they got, the one they got right now is like one you could go buy in Walmart. It's okay. all plastic. But the one they had before, it, it was different. Okay. It was hard, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was hard. But you know, it depends on. Where you playing at? If you at home, y'all got y'all ball. But if you away, you got their ball. It might be hard. It might be soft. Like it, you know, it depends on because you know the home team already trying to get advantage. Mm-hmm. Trying to get an advantage, mm-hmm. so they got a ball that fits the players that that that, that plays for that team, yeah. not you. You got to make the yeah. adjustment during the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. yeah, I know some cats told me that that was an adjustment for them, like just getting used to the ball. Yeah. Uh, it took them like maybe like half a season. Some some people say it took like a whole season for them to get adjusted to the ball. Like especially like if you were catch and shoot. Like they were telling me that like this was like years ago though, not now. Like years ago, they would like cats was telling me that that they had to get adjusted to the ball. Like I had one of my partners, he came home and he would be in the gym with the with the ball y'all use overseas, mm-hmm. and we'd be like, man, why you keep me? Like man, I got adjusted to this ball last season. Like I, for some reason, I just couldn't mm-hmm. catch and shoot like I mm-hmm. like I normally do. You, you might have a point though because I I really don't <clears throat> I really don't shoot threes unless I'm feeling good. Right. Right. All my work is inside the paint, so yeah. it didn't really affect me. Mm, so right. you, you might have a point with that. Yeah. You might yeah. Cut the, that ball mm. is, it do feel like, it do feel like a tennis ball. It's like, yeah. it's light. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. It's light. Man, before we go, man, we got to get into Bulls' favorites, Bulls man. Phase, Here we go. Man. Here we go. Here we go. Favorite basket, favorite hoop of all time, no matter what level. Hoop of all time? Hoop of all time. Obviously. I about to say the obviously. I about to say it mm-hmm. has to be obvious. AI. You had to it go with that, that six foot and under. Huh? Like me coming up, AI and D Way were my favorite players. The they number, still is. I mean, they still number, is. But I take I take AI over over D Way. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, favorite coach of all time, no matter what level, that made the most impact on you. Uh, you know it's not Frank. It's, Cause Frank didn't uh, play with you. <laughs> you know it ain't Frank. Frank, you, you, you're down bad. His name uh, uh Dule Velosovic. He coached me in Serbia mm-hmm. in, in Partizan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 turned me into an animal. Like how? Cause I learned I learned how to work. I learned how to work. And like I told you earlier, you gotta be in shape. I learned how to work. <clears throat> started taking care of myself. And like he taught me how to play. Because we'll have games where Barcelona was supposed to be the superior team. Mm-hmm. So he'll come to me, he'll be like, look. Just run a team. I don't need you to score today. I'll be mad, but he got you I to do, understand basketball. Yeah, I do what he say. We win the game. Then he'll come back. Look, these players hurt. I need you to do this, and we win. So, like, he just he just turned me he just turned me to something different. Like he, he like he he one of the main the main reasons that I took you know overseas. I took it to the next level after I left that one year with him. And uh, what year you was in when you met him? Uh, this was, I think this was in uh, 2010. So you was over there a little while. So you was over there, what, three years, four years now? Who? 
When you oh, fought before you met him. Before you met him. You was over there, what, three years before you met him? No, I left, I left college in 09. Oh, 09. I played that year, and my second year was 010. Damn, you love college in 09? Yeah, my old, man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he got the college in 04. Wait, I, had a, I had a red shirt, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I left college in 09. So you met, him, you met him pretty quick when you got yeah, over there. it was yeah. my second year. Okay, gotcha. My second year. Favorite sneaker all time? Ones. I, I, fuck, I fuck with all the ones. All of them. <laughs> no all I don't know what ones. it is. I can't. Listen. I can't do the ones. No, it may be because it's me because no one wore them Ain't back then. Ain't gonna tell nobody that. Listen, nobody wore them back then. Let's just keep it a bang. Nobody wore ones back then. You gotta, you gotta elevate with yeah, the be, time. Yeah, because they were trying to play basketball in the Washington Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't play basketball in the ones. Nobody wore them. Nobody wore them ones, especially down there. We wore G-Nikes. Yeah, but you can't get no real ones no more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get the real ones no more. Shit. Ah, facts. <laughs> facts. If I rock these 13s. Right. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie? You know, everybody. Loving basketball. Everybody favorite movie. Yeah, see, look, he got that one little scene where Monica was overseas. <laughs> and, no, and she couldn't understand none of the players. No. And the, and the girl was like, what the coach said? Oh, blue chips. Oh, yeah. Blue chips. That's one of my favorites for sure. Hey, listen. Blue thought they've been giving you the game since, since way back, back then. <laughs> they've been giving listen, us the game. Nick no? Nolte was, listen, he played a heck of a role. They he, shot that movie, some of that movie in Algiers, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, the point when they crossing over the fucking water, in, what the fuck is that in Algiers? Remember when they, when they was going to see Shaq play? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What the hell that was it? I don't know. I think they used the ferry. They, 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 they used, I think they used the ferry to get to Algiers Point. So they, they were, when it was under that, the ferry just don't look like it look now. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, dog, what a, I asked my partner Norman, I'm like, what is that in Elgin? That was one of them, I think that was probably with Bland Kern, one of, one of them old warehouses they had over there. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. Blue chips. Yeah, that's one of my favorite for sure. Yeah, listen, that family was happy. <laughs> Tony was in that bitch shaving point. <laughs> listen, but that John. Of course we won the game. <laughs> that John did show it up. Listen, all the boys can be. <laughs> Man, they gave Shaq that Lexus. He said, I ain't asked for this. I ain't asked for this. Man, I, you got I, it. I, I just, I'm just doing my job. Throw that boy the keys. That shit been going on, bro. <laughs> that shit been going on. Favorite rapper all time? Lil Wayne. Weezy F, baby. Not too, chill. I don't, I don't really listen to rap like that, though, sir. So. R&B? I listen to everything. I mean, I've been overseas. So I listen yeah, to yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, you got a little bit. I yeah. listen to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite comedian all time? Favorite comedian? Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy. See if I'm talking there about you. Go. You finally got one. Eddie Murphy. You finally got one. You finally got one. Eddie Murphy. You finally got the best one of all time. You finally got one. If Bo wasn't playing basketball, what would Bo have been doing with, with the last 15 to 20 years of his life? Playing football. <laughs> Goddamn you, Frank. Frank with a head. Oh, Mr. Milton and, and, uh, and, and Mike. I would have went somewhere. I would have went somewhere. Like, in football, y'all saw me in basketball, but y'all didn't see me in football. Nah, Norman, my partner Norman and Brennan, them, they told me that you was a dog in football. They, they, was they told me you was a dog. That little boy too old. Why he playing with my kid? Like, I was different in football. But everybody had that neck football, man. Like, I know a lot of Carver guys. Like, I knew Fred Stamps, my partner, um, Keith Gibson. I know a lot of those yeah. guys in football. They guys are like 01 yeah. and 02 and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but if, if you watch me playing basketball, that's football. Mm -hmm. Getting through the cracks, all that. That's that's how I can get you in mm -hmm. any little type of space and mm -hmm. take the contest for football. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody. And you know what's so crazy, bro? Because it's a simple right to left or left to right. right. Simple. And you know what's so crazy, bro? Like, when you, when I be talking to college coaches about different kids in high school, when they see that they play basketball, mm-hmm. it's like, it make them want to recruit them more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because basketball, it translates to the football field in so There's many different parallels. ways. There's parallels. There's parallels. You know what I'm saying? There's parallels. It translates to the football field in so many different ways. But I don't understand how this generation, they be good in football or will be soft on the court. I don't get that. Yeah. It's a different generation. Different generation. Man, man, boy, I do a dog in football. What, what position he play? Linebacker. But he don't want to take no contact under the goal, none of that. Right. It's a, it's a different generation. And I think the way the game is played, it's – man, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's – again, we all spoke, expect sports to evolve. But it's not played the same way. If he's a linebacker or he's a DN in, in football, but you put him on a mm-hmm. basketball court – when you ask him to go out there and, and throw some screens mm-hmm. or go out there and put some bodies on some people, it's he he's watching the reels too. He's trying to find a way to make plays, and it's like he's not accepting that part of basketball that that's his responsibility. But in football, he's like, man, that's my that's because you but, get you get glorified for by making hits. Man, all them big, up. all the bigs now won't be stretched fools. Yeah, I mean, and they don't want be they don't want they want everybody won't be finesse now. But can you blame the bigs for like? No, nah, I'm just no. I'm just saying that's why. But that's why you see kids right when they get on the basketball court, they don't you don't see that physicality anymore because everybody won't do what they see Lamarcus Aldridge doing, stepping out, no. shooting threes. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No, like, no, the thing now here because it might be it might be a kid that's six four or whatever, right? But you got to play in center, but he natural point guard. He yeah, natural point guard. Yeah. He natural wing. Yeah. Right? Just because he's six four, that don't mean he need to be under the goal. No doubt. That's he's, the, probably, he's probably the tallest kid in his team, and these some, some of these high school teams. And I think that's the that's the thing down here that's messing up the recruitment of the players here. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of one of the reasons. I agree you know, with that. Because if you if you six eight and you a two, put him at the two. <clears throat> if he's six eight, he a one. Put him at the one. Don't put him under the goal just because he's six eight. Right. But the problem is because that don't help the kid. It don't help no. the kid. But the problem mm-hmm. could be is that by him being six eight. He might be the tallest kid on his high school team, and they don't have a center. Yeah, they don't have an actual fold. They don't have nothing. That he's the biggest kid. Yeah, so, but you but you can teach him how to operate under the goal. But no you doubt. also also can teach him how, how to you know skills on a you know on a wing. That's no it, that's his job at the next level. Mm-hmm. But you know uh, you know who a, a prime example of that, bro? Ivory Clark. When Ivory was in high school, cause we played we played against Carl two in high school. Man, Ivory couldn't handle the ball or do Ivory straight blocking shots, donking. That's all Ivory was doing. Man, Ivory go overseas. He come hey. back. This motherfucker handling that bitch. Man, what, what? Leading the break. Going rim to rim. Looking like Lamar Uda, my dog. I'm like, God one, damn. One thing about Ivory, he always, you know, wanted to be good. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you can't stop nobody like that. Because he sent me. Because I was over there. And he sent me some videos. And I was like, who this is? Right. <laughs> right. He was like, that's me. And, you know, I'm thinking, like, man, that dude, he put all his work in. Yeah, and, dog. And, and, you know, and transform it, turned into a whole different player. Different player. A whole different player, dog. And, turn, and then he, like, he ain't just do it for one year. Like, he did it. For real. Whole career real, career, career, real, whole career with that. And that's, you know, that shit's good to see, especially somebody that you grew up with. Yep. That shit good to see. Like, yep. I don't know if y'all know Paul Carter. No. I know of. He another one. No of. Oh, I was at UNO. He came on a visit. He was in JUCO. All he could do was block shots and dunk. From an alley hoop. That's it. I see him two years later. He had Minnesota. Whole different player. Different I, I already went from Dillon yeah. to Washington State. Dog. Washington State. Yeah. No, no. He went to Juco, too. I ain't knew. Yeah, he, lo- he loved Dillon. 
He went to uh, what JUCO Ivory went to? I forgot what JUCO he went to. He went to a JUCO. Then he went to Washington State with with Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. Played and played in the tournament. Yup, played with Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And transformed this game, bro. Like it was like when I saw Ivory handling the ball like that. Yeah. Like I'm talking about going rim to rim, leading the break. I'm yeah. like. What, what the hell you been doing? Then, then he got a tray ball and everything. Yeah, hitting threes. He, he sent me the beat. I said, I said, he said, man, it's me. I was like, man. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Ivory like, is, a, is a true testament of somebody who yeah. transformed the game right. from putting in work. Right, because he could have gave up at Dillard. Yep. To go to, from Dillard to Washington State. State. That's Pac-12. Man. Transition. Pac-12, bro. Man. Yeah, no but doubt. not just go go to Washington State and be one of the top players. Yeah. Like, that's, 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 that's that's Playing good, a tournament? Man. Yeah. Yeah, for for uh, uh, one of the best coaches in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, toughest player you ever had to guard? Bobby Brown. Used to play for the Hornets. Used to play for the Hornets. Oh, yeah. Hornets. all right. Used to play for the Hornets. Yeah. He was overseas. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. What what it was about it? I, <clears throat> I just have problems with people that's that's fast. That play with a good pace, but also can beat you off one dribble. Mm. But they get to their spots and they they like really can shoot the side steps, the one dribble, all that shit. Like that shit, that shit hard to guard. Contested shots. Yeah, he's just as fast as you, so yeah. that shit hard to guard. He, and he can jump too. Yeah. So it was it was a, it was a tough cover. Yeah, I remember Bobby Round for the Pelicans. Yeah, it was yeah. A tough cover. Yeah, a tough cover. Favorite place to travel to. Favorite place. I just love Serbia, man. I love I love <laughs> Belgrade. That's what uh, Joke is from, huh? Yeah. 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 That's that's when everything, that's the country where everything changed for me. That's the country where everything from there, that's the country where the coach is at. Everything just took off from there. Yeah. How long was that flight? I know it ain't no direct flight, but like. No. How long was the flight time? All together about. Twenty four, something like that. That's like, so that's like going to Thailand. Yeah, but you're not gonna be on the plane. You probably be on the plane seven hours. You gonna probably have a five hour layover, mm-hmm. then another two hours, another three hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. It just be the layover. That's the layover. What, yeah, it be the layover. Yeah, be the downtown. Yeah, that's something like that's something like going to Thailand. Yeah, it, Thailand twenty three hours. You gotta be. You still gotta figure. You got. You gotta. Mm-hmm. You gotta put a whole day in your calendar. And say, okay, it's gonna take. You're not on the plane twenty four hours, but you putting a whole day yeah. in your calendar. It's gonna take you from. Let's say 11 o'clock my time is going to take you another 11 to about 10, 11 o'clock a whole nother day yeah. to get to your destination. Yeah. It just put it in your mind that, man, whatever plans I had today, it's traveling. Yeah. I just wore myself out the day before, so any plan I get on, I'm sleep. Sleep. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seven hours out of there. I don't want no food, none of that. <laughs> I can, I can respect dope. that. Man, boo. Uh, Man, appreciate you coming on the podcast, dog. Uh, Thank you for it, having me. Yeah, man, it's, it was it's good to get a Louisiana legend on here, man. I know people that watch this, they gonna be ecstatic, thoroughly entertained Thanks. and informed, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some stuff that I didn't know about you that you told that you said on this podcast, man. That I'm gonna go back and talk to my partner Norman and Brennan them about it and be like, man, I ain't know both with the Saint Aug and with the Air Force D. I, I didn't know. I didn't know nothing. I didn't even know. I was a great in junior high too. Didn't know that. <laughs> didn't know that. Didn't, I didn't even right know. I on Greta Boulevard, huh? I didn't huh? even. You had Greta Junior High? Yeah, I was. They, the bus used to come pick me up out of Pebble Walk. Yeah. Right I didn't know. Behind the old, uh, right the old yeah. um, bowling alley, man, around mm. Pebble Walk. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know Oklahoma State was recruiting you. You know what I mean? I didn't know any of that. And, uh, you know, 
that's that's why we do this podcast, man. So so people could come on here and share their stories. Like I said, man, we we want to entertain, but we want to educate and inform. And I know a lot of different things that you said about as it pertains to playing overseas Jeez. and and what it takes to have longevity. Uh, I know a lot of people are gonna be able to take something from that, man. Uh, Got to get you back on the near future. And another thing, I forgot to tell you, like I had chances to play in the NBA, but I said no. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Uh, the Spurs, they wanted me really bad, but they had, uh, they already had Tony Parker and Patty uh, Mills. Patty Mills. Mm. Patty Mills. If the money was. Like it is today, I probably would have did it. But back then, uh, league minimum was 300. So you only going to see about 120, 150. It didn't make sense. So I was like, nah, I ain't going to do it. I could have did that and just to say I was in the NBA, but that that's not who I am. That's I want to try are. to go sit in the last, last seat on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah man, you know, what we want to do is, man, we want to get more. Louisiana yeah, Legends on here, man. man. You know, like like Greg Monroe and mm-hmm. and Brock and, and people DJ Augustine and people like that, man. Javon came on on, on a Javon, podcast, yeah, Felix, and, and told his story. So um, that's what it's about, man. We trying to make this the pivot of New Orleans, <laughs> and not just that, man. Congratulations all, on all being them, all them good dudes. They gonna, I mean, they gonna come. You ain't gonna have no problem with getting them out here. All them good dudes, no doubt. And you know, like all them. Get to the point where I'm at that they won't, you know, help the youth. So mm-hmm. I think Javon with Javon with Javon with it. Now nah, you don't know yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, you took, yeah, took G spot. Yeah, you don't know Yeah, he took mm-hmm. G spot. Yep, no doubt, no doubt, mm-hmm. man. Congratulations on being nominated, man. One of the best players to come out in the Wallace, man. I know you got that award recently. Thank man, you, thank, man. You know, thank God to, to Freddie King mm-hmm. um, for making that happen, man. You know, Freddie King. We all we went to school with yeah, Freddie. Yeah, we went to Southeast. Went to Southeast with Freddie. Yeah, Freddie was my teammate, man. For real? Yeah. Larry coached us. The group. Larry Balbino. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Damn. What? He coached us. Yeah, man. Boy, that's a fucking small world. We played for the, uh, me, me, uh, me and Freddie played for the Stallions. Larry coached us. Humbra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Freddie, my guy, man. We've been, me, me, we all been cool with Freddie since yeah, I did that Southeastern, man. My dog, right. man. My dog, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, me, Freddie, Norman, all of us been beefing because I played for McDonald and they played for Norman. So, uh-huh. so it's, it, you know, since we was young. But no, you know, no. all of us, you know, I ain't been around. I was around Norman a lot when I was young, but I've been around him a lot lately. Mm-hmm. You know, I love all of them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all of them, all of them good dudes. Yeah, it's a small world, bro. Yeah. No doubt, bro. It's a small yeah, no, world, man. We got and you know it's good when you, we can all bring it together. Bring it together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean for for a good a good common purpose, bro. But his youngest son gonna be the one, dude. Yeah, Liam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He different. Yeah. <laughs> he, and he do not look his age. He do not look his age at all. Like he in the third grade. We put him in a. Uh, in Dallas, that, I saw that the shit. Sixth grade game, he scored five quick. Yeah, what I was missing? No, he sent me the video. That five quick. He sent me the video. What I was missing? He sent me the video, yeah. bro. He fearless. Yeah. He fearless. Yeah. And everybody don't have everybody it. Everybody don't have that. Everybody don't have it. Everybody don't have that. Yeah, yeah. But listen, man, appreciate you coming out, man. First of all, everybody get subscribed, get locked in, FanView Podcast. If you're on IG, it's FanView Podcast. If you're on YouTube, it's FanView Podcast. If you're on TikTok, it's FanView Podcast. If you're on Facebook, it's FanView Nola. If you're on X, can't call it Twitter no more. Can't call it Twitter. <laughs> yeah, call it Twitter. Oh, that's why I be saying the X. Boy, yes. Right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's no yeah, longer Twitter it's no longer Twitter. It's, it's officially called X. Yeah. Get subscribed to us if you are if you on Google Play, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You need it. Also, man, we want to give a shout and praise to our, our co-host, man, Coach Hurricane here. 
Um, he's not with us for this episode, man, but he had a travesty that happened over at his school at St. Helena um, uh, College and Career Academy, man. There's a shooting there at the school. Yep. Uh, two of his teammates were, were, were shot. One was, you know, pronounced dead. Yep. Um, I want to give a lot of applause to us on this episode to Coach Hurricane. He's going through a lot. You know, when this episode airs, if you want to give him a shout-out, a tweet, something to show him some support, um, it's just devastating. High school shootings have to stop, whether it's juveniles or not. Um, it just kind of has to end. So I want to give him that support and that love. He's not here with us tonight to spend this episode, but um, he's in our prayers. And obviously school was closed for a couple of days. And mm -hmm. obviously when you have kids that you're coaching, you're pouring things into, um, whether they're your kids biologically or not, you see the development. You you are potentially, for a lot of those kids, a father figure. To, yep. to, to lose one of those kids, yep. um, he's going through it. And so um, it, when people see this episode, man, give him a shout out, give him support. That recently just happened. And um, it, I'm quite sure that's not easy to deal with. No doubt. When you're watching, you know, kids that you're mentoring and growing up, not just trying to become better football players, but becoming better young men. And to lose that, it's just, it ain't easy. Um, but thank y'all for getting subscribed. Again, don't forget to subscribe to G Sports. I can't help you if you're underneath the rock. I'm at 22.9 <laughs> thousand subscribers. Man. I'm trying to get the 25 25K by 2024, man. I got to help me get the 25 k You got to give him an elevate sweater, man. Man, y'all get this man a 25 25k. <laughs> give him that ASAP. Yeah, give him, put him yeah. up a sweater. Give him a pullover. Yeah, yeah. We signing out. Yeah, we get ready to sign. I appreciate y'all. Get locked in. Till next time. that boy Fred, host of FanView Podcast. Tune in to the NOTN app weekdays 3.30 for the FanView Podcast. Go to NewOrleansTalkNetwork.com to watch more episodes of FanView Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and watch. Step Construction is here for you with a brand new offer. We now provide affordable storage shed. Stop wasting your money on overpriced storage units and portable containers. Step Construction can provide you with a custom shed that will fit your budget and storage needs. So contact Step Construction today at 504-340-5809 for your own personal quote. Let us help you take the next step at Step Construction.